You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. God, we bless your name and we give you praise. As your word comes forth, let it come forth in the demonstration of your spirit and your power and not in enticing words of man's wisdom. As I speak, Lord, I ask you to anoint me afresh to speak as your oracles, to minister with the ability that you supply so that in all things you alone are glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm going to be sharing on what I've titled, The Good Things to Come. As we're coming to the end of 2019 and we're about to begin a new decade, it is my hope and my expectation in God that we will continually experience the good things that God has prepared for us. Amen. The Bible lets us understand that God has prepared good things for us. It says that he has stored up good things in the heavenly places for us. And it is our destiny, it is our inheritance to come into possession of the good things that God has stored up for us. David put it this way. He said that I know I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That is, as we are entering into 2020, our proclamation is we shall see the goodness. We won't just hear about it, but we shall see in our lives the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Now turn with me to Luke chapter 11 from verse 9. The Bible says, and I'm reading from the Amplified so I say to you, in Luke chapter 11, the disciples in verse 1 had asked Jesus, teach us how to pray just as John the Baptist taught his own disciples. And so Jesus told them, when you pray, say these things, and he taught them the Lord's prayer. Amen. He taught them the Lord's prayer that this is what you need to say. This is what needs to be your focus in, pray, in prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Last week I shared that a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. And so Jesus was teaching that you need to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. If you are going to see the manifestation of God's will in your life, you need to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And he went on to say, give unto us this day our daily bread. He wasn't talking of just physical food. The Bible talks about the bread of life. The Bible talks about laboring for food that endures to everlasting life. 
said, give unto us this day our daily bread. It is bread that meets not just your physical needs. It meets your emotional needs. It meets your spiritual needs. It meets any need you might have in life. Jesus, when the Syrophoenician woman came to him, said, we cannot give the children's bread unto dogs. What was the woman looking for? She was looking for healing for her daughter. The Bible says healing is a gift of the spirit. Amen. She was looking for something spiritual that would meet a physical need. That is a manifestation of that spiritual gift would be physical healing in her daughter's body. That is, it is what we want to see in the natural must be something that has been given from the Spirit. Jesus said, we cannot give the children's bread to the dogs. says, give unto us, this is the focus in prayer, give unto us this day our daily bread. That bread can be healing, it can be deliverance, it is whatever the Lord wants to manifest in your life says, labor for the food that endures unto everlasting life. says, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. That is, you must be warned if you are going to partake of what God has given to you from heaven. You must be one that is operating in the mercy of God, operating in the love of God. If you are going to see God forgive you your trespasses, you must forgive those who are indebted to you. Amen. says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Praying for protection. Everything that Jesus said in our prayer was purely spiritual. If you are going to see a manifestation of the will of God, this is how you must pray. And then in verse 9, he says, so I say to you, Ask and keep on asking. In the KJV, it just says, ask, seek, and find. But the tense in the Greek is a continuous process. It says, you ask, but you don't just stop by asking once. You ask and you keep on what? Asking. And it will be given to you. If you want it to be given to you, if you want to receive what has been given to you from heaven, you must ask and keep on asking says, seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened unto you. The doors of heaven will be opened unto you. If you keep knocking and knocking, you do not give up. You are not discouraged by what you see on the outside. You are not discouraged by the limitations that you are experiencing. You are not discouraged by even the debts that you might have or the bills that you might have to pay. You are not discouraged by the illness in the body. It says knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. Ask and keep on asking. For everyone who keeps on asking persistently receives and he who keeps on seeking persistently finds and to him who keeps on knocking persistently the door will be opened amen it says for what father among you if his son asks for a fish will give him a snake instead of a fish 
Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Or if he asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. So as if you're asking God for bread, give me this bread, this day my daily bread. He's not going to give you a stone. Amen. Says if natural fathers can do that. Says if you then being evil or sinful by nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask him? Amen. What was he teaching here? That is to receive the Holy Spirit. You need to ask and keep on asking. That the Lord will, he compared the, the, the impartation or the filling of the Holy Spirit to food, fish, bread. Amen. See, what that woman needed, Jesus said, I cannot give the children's bread. A ministration of the Spirit or a gift of the Spirit unto dogs. That is, when you are in a particular situation, what you need says, if you keep on asking, I will supply my spirit unto you. Galatians says that the supply of the spirit and the working of miracles as a result of that supply. That supply is continuous. He says, did you receive it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That is where you persistent in faith uh, like the widow in Luke chapter 19 that came to the, right, to the unrighteous judge uh, and persistently sought uh, for justice. Jesus said, will I find such faith upon the earth when I return? Will I find everyone persistent in prayer? It says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father? If you need something, He's not going to give you a stone. He's not going to give you a snake. He's not going to give you a scorpion. Says, how much more will he not give the Holy Spirit to them that ask and continue to ask? Amen. That is the key is receiving the Holy Spirit. The key to obtain the good things to come is by first of all receiving the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 7 verse 11. This is Matthew's version of what Jesus said. And I'm not reading the whole thing, just the end. Verse 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Amen. Luke called it the Holy Spirit. Matthew said, your father will give what? Good things to them who ask him. Or to them who ask and continue to ask. That is, you do not stop until you know that you have received it. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. That is, if you want to see this manifestation of good things that the Father will continually give to you as you ask, it says, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. What does that mean? If we're going to see the manifestation of good things from above, it says you must walk in love. Because the law, the Bible says love is the fulfillment of the law. Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill it. 
That is, he says, all of the law and the prophets is summarized in this one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Walk in love. That's why in prayer, Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. If you are going to experience and partake of the good things that God has prepared for you, you must operate in love. That it is faith that we used to acquire these things, but faith operates and is energized and is activated by love. The first thing when Jesus rose from the dead that he received from the Father and he administered unto us, the Bible says, was the Holy Spirit. We see that in Acts chapter 2, verse 33. The Bible says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, which was poured out. The Bible says, He poured out this which you now see and hear. That is when he exalted, he was exalted, he ascended on high to the right hand of the Father. What he received was the promise of the Holy Spirit. That is, he came into possession, the Holy Spirit, and this is what was administered or ministered to. He was poured out. That's the first thing. Because it is the Holy Spirit that will give us or direct us into all the good things that, has God, that God has for you. First of all, it is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Jesus ascended on high, led captivity captive, and did what? Gave gifts to men. In order to access the gifts that Jesus has given unto us, he first of all gave us the gift, the promise of the Holy Spirit. In order to access all the promises of God, he first of all gave us the promise of God. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God, and he who says to you, give me drink, that's in John 4, you would have asked of him and he would have given you what? living water. The first gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him spirit. We have been made to drink of the Holy Spirit. It says, all ye that thirst, come unto me. John 7, all ye that thirst, come unto me. And what? Drink. It says, come unto me. The tense there in the Greek is, come unto me and keep coming and drink and keep drinking. Persistence says, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake concerning the Spirit, which had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet been what? Glorified. The minute he was glorified, what was given unto us was the Holy Spirit. That which has been given, what we must see in our lives is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given. Amen. The first gift that was given to us was the Holy Spirit. He is the key to accessing all the gifts of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. The Bible says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also haven't believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
That is, after we believed in Christ, the Bible says, what happened next? And you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. What happened was that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. There were some men in the book of Acts that they had, they had, they had, they had believed God, but had not yet received the Holy Spirit. They didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And Paul had to pray for them to receive. They needed to ask for the Holy Spirit. It says you were sealed. That seal is a sign of ownership. Amen. When you see a seal, it is a sign of ownership or someone's authority on something. It says you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That is God saying, God's stamp saying, you belong to me. No one has access to you. You belong to me says you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, this is where I'm coming to. The Bible says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. In the KJV, it says he is the earnest of our inheritance. That word guarantee means he is the deposit the down payment, the pledge, the first fruits, the first installment of our inheritance, the foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. That is in anticipation of the full redemption and acquiring complete possession of what God has given us, all the good things that are to come to us. Amen. That do not be confused. God's plan for you is to bring good things to you. But in order to bring this to you, he had to first of all do what? Give you a deposit. That is, this is a down payment on what is going to come. That down payment is called the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is, when we, buy, when we purchase things and we put a down payment, it is a commitment to supplying the rest of the money. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a down payment on the inheritance that God has prepared for you says he is the guarantee of our inheritance. The inheritance that the Bible says is undefiled, incorruptible, reserved where? In heaven for you. Amen. And just like the first installment came down from heaven, so the rest of your inheritance comes down from heaven. Amen. Some people are stuck at the level of the first installment. They have not sought the Lord for the rest of their inheritance. That is, they are, they are living at the level of the first deposit. And they are not seeking and continually asking for more. That you got the deposit the first time does not mean you should not seek a fresh supply of the Spirit. People are functioning on the first deposit that took place when they got born again. Or when they first got baptized. There is no hunger for the things of God. There is no hunger for that which God is given by the Spirit. There is no hunger for the power of God. There is no hunger for the glory of God. There is no hunger for the beauty of the Lord in their lives. What we spend our time praying for is what we are going to eat. What we are going to drink. What we are going to wear. Where we are going to work. Who we are going to marry. There is no, it says, as my soul, that is, a, your soul is hungering and thirsting after him alone and nothing else. That all I want is what? You. All I desire is you. It says, the God that we serve is a jealous God. doesn't want to share you with anything else or anyone else. 
You are crying unto God for the rest, for more of him. More of that inheritance that God has given unto you. The Bible says, if you have been raised with Christ, the things are what are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. That is, as you search for the Spirit, seek for everything else by the Spirit that God has given unto you. The wisdom of God, the power of God, the signs and the wonders that God wants to manifest through you. We must not be satisfied with just the first installment. We must not be satisfied with just the first fruits. There is a whole harvest. The Holy Spirit is but the first fruits. He is the representation of everything that the Lord wants to give to you. Hmm. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. The Bible says, For all the promises of God in him, in Christ, are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. First installment. That is, this promise of the Spirit is the guarantee for all the other promises. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1 tells us uh, that the, we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that by these we may be what? Partakers of the divine nature haven't escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That is, the Holy Spirit will guide you into the knowledge of the promises that God has assigned to you. Everyone has been assigned certain promises. To Mary, it was this, a virgin shall conceive. That promise wasn't given to anybody else. It came to Mary alone. To John the Baptist, the promise was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. To Abraham, it was, I shall make you a father of many nations. To David, it was, I have anointed you to be king. That is the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of the inheritance that God has given unto you. But just as you sought for the Holy Spirit in the beginning, you must continually ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. Because there's so much more by the power of God. There's so much more that we have denied ourselves of. There is so much more that God wants to manifest. Romans chapter 8, verse 23, the Passion Translation puts it this way. It says, we who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan. That's the position of prayer. We groan as we passionately long to experience our full status. Amen. As God's sons and daughters. We groan. Haven't received the first fruits. With the first fruits, we begin to groan. We groan in order that we might experience the full status of our sonship. Even the redemption of our bodies. The transformation of our bodies. Why has the Holy Spirit been given unto us as the first fruits? As the first installment. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For the Spirit, see what the Spirit does in us. The Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. 
The Holy Spirit that abideth in our hearts is searching all things. Yes, what is he searching? The deep things of God. Somewhere in Romans it says, All the depth of the knowledge and the wisdom of God, it is past finding out. It is unsearchable. The only person that can do that is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man cannot. That's why the Holy Spirit has been given unto you as a first fruit. Amen. Which means as first fruits, there must be other fruits. Amen. Says the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. That is the Holy Spirit has been given so that you can come into a knowledge, into an experience of what? The deep things of God. Amen. You must choose whether you want to live according to what Colossians calls the beggarly elements of this world. Or you want to walk in the newness of life and begin to experience the deep things of God. It says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things or the deep things of God except the spirit of God. Nobody knows the deep things of God except the Spirit of God. That is, the Holy Ghost dwells on the inside of you so that he can communicate to you the deep things of God for only he knows the deep things of God. Another translation says the deep thoughts of God. It says this, now we have received. I want you to understand this. It says now we have received not the Spirit of the world, there is a world, spirit of the world. Some people are drinking of that spirit. It says we have not been called to drink of the spirit of the world. We have been called to drink of the spirit of God and to continue to drink because Jesus Christ will minister that drink to you. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.